Live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman, fly ball into left. That ball's hit well. Back to the warning track, to the wall, and this series starts with a home run. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run. It's a home run. A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. For he has surpassed the kings of Egypt, and the rock on which he stands is not a rock. It is the United States of America with 63 Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs and Buns, Joey Chestnut! Holmgren, one-on-one against Law. Takes the bump now, the jumper pulls the string. Here's Law, baseline, takes it right at Holmgren, and guess what? Denied! It is go time! It is go time time! It is go, no, go, lock and load, love him and leave him, smoke him if you got him, see you, want to see you, see you on the other side, time, time! Eight, seven, six, five! Four, three, two, one, go! Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. TJ's back. Toby with you as well here on The Ref. Home of Sooner fans, 59 days away from the Sooner season opener. We are brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. TJ, you're going to love this. The guys from Darren from XOE came out um, while you were gone and traded me out bad boys. He wanted me to try a different bad boy. Uh, I've been using the ZT Elite, love it, and he brought me out a different model he wants me to try, and I'm going to use it probably today for the first time. You know what it's called? The Maverick. Ooh, you're going to wear some aviators while you're on there? Grow your mustache? I told him you'd love that. I told him you'd <laughs> love it because of the Dallas Mavericks, but I might just play Top Gun music the whole time. <laughs> just Got a little rack point there. at people as I, they drive by in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a little rack there I can carry my weed eater on while I uh, oh, go I'm glad you had an I eater want. there. I was <laughs> thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> my pot? You think I was going to get yeah, a little rolling around little pot my weed on, on the front end, baby? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so I'm going to try out the uh, bad boy Maverick Look at you. today. You can get uh, those Look at, at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Uh, you also got to check out the CF Motos. We've been telling you about these. Lately, these CF motos are unbelievable. You know what else they got there now? They got these uh, super cool golf carts now at Extreme Outdoor Equipment as well. Um, so, I mean, you you in the market for something kind of manly and cool this summer? CF motos, four-wheelers, golf carts, uh, bad boy mowers, motorhomes, trailers. Check out my guys at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. They can take care of you all. Two locations, one in Newcastle. 
and one in Goldsby. Parker Thune going to join us bottom of the hour. We're going to get caught up on everything we need, need to know about OU recruiting right now. Um, all right, I'm going to hit a, just a quick uh, uh, array of topics here, TJ, and get your opinion on some things. Some of these happened last week after you weren't here on Friday. I can't remember when. Somebody, Clay Van Hook to UTA. Mm-hmm. Head coach at UTA now, former uh, Sooner assistant coach. Thoughts? Uh, great for him. Good guy. Deserves yeah. it. Um, not a bad program either to get a, a opportunity no. at like that. So I was I was happy to see that for him. Hate to lose him from the OU staff, but um, sure. was happy for him. So I think that's now, uh, he, great for him. It was just a matter of time before he got a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's too charismatic and good. He's got all the Texas connections now, all the OU connections. He he played for Augie and coached under Wayne Graham and Skip Johnson. I mean, you talk about some tutelage, Teach. And he's just a great dude. So he's going to go do a good job at UTA, then he's going to parlay that into a power He'll five He'll spin job. that off, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Ryan Humphrey's coming back to OU, Teach. Going to be an assistant coach for Porter Moser. I couldn't have told you what he was even doing at this point in his oh, life. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. He's been in Notre Dame for the last... Uh, I think it was six years oh, that's as an right. assistant yeah, for Mike Bray. I, I did know that now that you say that. So I guess I did know that. So yeah, He's been in coaching for a while. He's been doing a great job at Notre Dame and now coming back home. That's exciting. That's exciting. Um, we're just putting him together a little staff, I think. I think we're about to see some uh, big-time things out of uh, out of that program. You heard the highlights off the top of the uh, hour there. Joey Chestnut once again wins the hot dog eating contest, but he does it this year on crutches. This will be Joey Chestnut's flu game, don't you think, Teach? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, at this point, is it even in is What it, a warrior. Is it still cool for him? It was never cool. Well, it's, it's such a dominant... <laughs> <laughs> dominant, no hot dog eating contest, but it is yeah. like yeah, not even close. It, nobody can come close to Joey Chestnut. And it's like, why can no one finally come around and beat this guy? He gets older. That gets more difficult to do. Like we make fun of it and everything, but it's a very hard thing to do what he does. And age hasn't even slowed him down. It's not like you can well, take a performance uh, hot dog eating drug. To help him get through the uh, the aging of it, it's just he's just dominant. It is amazing. You would think there would be a young prodigy, right? Like Kobayashi used to do what Joey Chestnut's now doing, and yeah. then Joey Chestnut came along. So there's got to be a youngster out there who is uh, you know killing three, four hot dogs at Fourth of July, saying I'm going to chase him down. <laughs> chase? That's my dream. Yeah, that's his dream. <laughs> No, I can't watch belt. it. I, I used to like to watch that competitive eating stuff. I can't watch it anymore. I like the lead up to it. I like the dude in the straw hat that you know gives, does all the yelling, and he's creative, and he's uh, now greater than the kings of Egypt. That guy, yeah. And then once they start eating, I have to turn the channel. <laughs> I can't. I'm sure. I'm sure he's gonna win. I guess he got attacked in the middle, or, or he wasn't attacked. Some protester came up in the middle, and Joey put him in a headlock. Did you see that? I didn't see that. I didn't see it this year. Um, I think it probably fell at the same time we were at our little parade. So, so you got to look up the video. 
in, they're in the middle of eating hot dogs, and a protester comes up on stage to hold a sign. I don't even remember what the sign says. He stands right next to Joey, and Joey almost kills the guy. Like, Joey doesn't know what's going on. Like, he doesn't know if he's under attack or if the guy's going to stab him or what the case is going to be. In the middle of crushing these hot dogs, he turns and puts the guy in a headlock and almost kills him. And then he goes right back to eating hot dogs. <laughs> I think this he does it on, crutch, oh, on crutches while being attacked. Yeah. Oh, chokehold. Oh, man. It's a violent and turn, it, isn't it? It just keeps eating. That's something else. While I believe this happened while you were gone, TJ. Your wife's favorite team, USC and UCLA, are both headed to the Big Ten. Uh, that happened uh, Thursday. Yeah, about before I left here on Thursday, but our show was over with once that what do you broke think? out there. I don't know what to think anymore. It's weird. Like, it's not a fit. It's, I get the Big Ten and the ties to California and wanting that market. and It's just... I don't know where any of this is going. Like, not, nobody does, but it's just so weird. Now all the rumors with the Big 12 and, you know, jumping on Arizona and Arizona State and Oregon, all these teams. and <sighs> You know me. I don't like change. Right. <laughs> and I like things oh, lined Eric. up a certain way. And now things are just all over the place. And it's just weird. And I know... We're living in a different time. Travel's a lot different for these teams. Much easier to get back and forth. But the time difference alone makes it really weird. As an athlete, for a a football player for USC and UCLA, their bodies are going to be all screwed up from this. That sounds like it's a simple thing, but it's not. Every conference game they play, except for when they play each other, right. is going to be at least two time zones away. Yes. And some of them three. Mm-hmm. Many of them three. So I, I don't amazing. know. It's it's just a strange fit to me. They just don't seem like they belong in that group. I understand, like I said, from the Big Ten's perspective, why they would want those two. But I kind of wonder, you know, I know this has been talked about last Thursday and Friday, but... The Lincoln angle made me laugh, too. Like, did he know about hold this up, one? Hold up, hold up, Gary. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. End of discussion. Next question. I guess we know he's not going to LSU. He's not going to LSU, no. Did Lincoln know? That's the question. That's the million-dollar question. Before he took the USC job, did he know? He couldn't have known before, I don't think. And I don't know if they made him a part of the discussion knowing – kind of what the rumors were with OU and the SEC out there with him and how he you know, allegedly felt about that. So maybe they... Did they say, hey, listen, we're listen, not going to be in the Pac-12 very long. Uh, maybe, gonna, you know, maybe. We had some things cooking. On the back burner, we got some things cooking. We're probably going to be in the Big Ten. Don't say anything. No? Yes? <sighs> not before. Not before he was hired. They locked him in before they told him. And if they told him, it was uh, after they had that... Signed and done. It wasn't a part of the sales pitch no. to try to make it more attractive. Definitely it was, they not. were hiding it so it wouldn't make it less <laughs> yes. attractive. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you think Lincoln was running from the SEC? You're in that. You're in that camp, without a doubt, 100. percent And now he'll be running from the Big Ten. Expect him to take mm-hmm. an NFL job very fast. I don't know. I don't. Do you have to run from the Big Ten? There's like one school there, right? Two, 
There's a whole lot of Rutgers in Northwestern and Illinois and Nebraska and Minnesota and Purdue, Maryland. There's a whole lot of bad teams in the Big Ten. There's like there, two there good are. ones. There are three, some bad three, ones, yeah. Three good ones, yeah. It's interesting, though. Now, I think they're going to add – here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to add Oregon and Washington, so there's going to be like the West Coast flank of the Big Ten. And then I think the Big 12 is going to get the other four schools you're talking about, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah. And there will be 16 in the Big 12. What's that make? It's 16 in the – or eight – it's uh, 16? Is there 16 right now in the Big Ten? Who could know, really? Who could know? I think there's 23, something like that. Oh, are anybody else going aggress- to be relevant, though, outside of the SEC and the Big Ten? Well, like, will they get any attention that it's going to matter for them is my question. Respect. We're just talking football. Just here, respect. Right? Just football. Yes, just football. I mean, that. I think that depends on if we're done or not. Like... If the SEC is going to go get Clemson and Florida State and Miami, and then no, you know. But if we're kind of going to settle in here, let's say let's say the Big Twelve gets those four teams I just mentioned, and they got sixteen teams. No, no, but no monsters, right? No, there's sixteen solid programs, but no elite. And let's say the ACC kind of settles in here, and they've still got Clemson and. Notre Dame, and maybe maybe that's not going to happen. But then, yeah, it's still worth paying attention to everybody else. Sure, sure. I mean, they're going to have a seat at the table. But the television dollars and the primetime games and the overwhelming majority of the national dialogue is going to be all SEC Big Ten. Might as well just rename them uh, NFC and AFC Light. Well, gracious. We talked about that last week. Let's just separate them all into two. two let's have the Big Ten and the SEC, and that's it. And then you got, it's like the AFC and the NFC, and then right. you got divisions, and it's pro football. That's where it is. And that's where we're going. That's where we're it's headed we're anyway. More than 30. And that's what's sad about it. Like with the UC, UCLA and USC news, that was kind of what I was meaning about how I don't like change and everything. It just kind of it's sad because I know what it's building towards, and I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. Maybe I end up loving it, but – uh, it's TJ's fault. My fault. I started yeah. all of this. You're the one that's been wanting to be in the yeah. SEC for so I know, long. You've been I know. to be in the SEC. You started this whole thing. <laughs> I did. It's my fault. Yeah. So, it is interesting days, though, isn't it? I mean, every day you wake up, you know, you don't know exactly what's going to happen. And, and nothing's like shocking anymore. Like when that dropped on Thursday, I was like, "Huh." It was pretty shocking. I, you're like, whoa! I was like, whoa! That's what I was like. <laughs> but then the news of the Big 12 jumping on teams and stuff and some other movement, like, none of that surprised you once those two moves happened, so. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Uh, live audio, by the way, of the Pac-12 commissioner when he heard of the news of USC and UCLA leaving. Bag up, bag up! Bag up, Terry! Put it in reverse, Terry! Put it in reverse! Oh, Lord! Lord, Jesus! Oh, Lord! Oh, Jesus! Yeah, that was not, it was scary. That was scary. Um, I imagine the 
feeling Bob Bowlesby had and uh, the Pac-12 commissioner Terry had when you get that alert, you know, that everybody else in the world gets at the same time. Your phone buzzes and you look down and it says USC and UCLA are leaving for the Big Ten and you're like, huh? Why was probably there a like, about this? Like have a Sioux or something like that. You know, he's with his family and he's like, um, <laughs> I'm going to have to make a call, kids. I'll be back. Entertain yourselves for a few hours. Hey, you know what we got to talk about today, Teach? Big Brother starts tonight. Oh, that's right. Big Brother 24 starts tonight. The cast is out. Have you looked at them all yet? I saw the video where they do the thing and spin around and say who they are and what they do, but I haven't like looked in depth at a profile or anything. But I know who they all well, are. You better do. Some, you need to do some research. We've already had a change, by the way. A cast member got dropped last night. Yeah. And a different one added. Drama already. We got to talk about that coming up. Parker Thune talking recruiting. Bottom of the hour. We'll be back. The T Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, four wheelers, side by sides, UTVs travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. This is The Ref, Toby and TJ with you. The T-Row in the morning show. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour. Home of the $8.99 listing fee. Terry and Jackie Saxon will list your home for $8.99. No hidden fees. Great same service you'd get from any other realtor. They just do it for thousands of dollars less. 405-361-3380. 405-361-3380. Visit them online, saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. By the way, I look up Taco, uh, Taco Falls weight, um, 311. 311, so he's got oh, a So 115 pounds <laughs> 100, on him. 115. <laughs> I'm not sure we're getting Chet to 311. <laughs> but if we, can, if we can get him to like 240, I mean, you know. 250, then he's a monster. Tommy wants you to slow up. He says, please don't make Chet a Hall of Famer because of one half of Summer League ball. Uh, nobody said a Hall of Famer. Stop it, you guys. <laughs> you you, you, and uh, some other people out there just refuse to let Thunder fans ever be excited about anything. Maybe Tommy's you're a Thunder so, fan. He doesn't want you jinxing something. Maybe that's a completely different so thing. You're so upset that there's an NBA team in this city and that there's people get ex- And it's been a long time. We've been terrible. Let them be excited about the new guy they drafted for one day. Golly. Nobody put him in the Hall of Fame or anything. He just said it was an impressive debut, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. Uh, Greg Oden and Adam Morrison had good summer league debuts, too. No, they didn't. Get out of here with your <laughs> Maybe they did. Maybe they did. I don't know. They did. This person has a good question here. Why didn't you wait to get shirts when you were actually in Montana? <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll do that, but we need traveling shirts. You know, we need uh, when we leave the house, we need to have our Montana vacation shirts on together. So there'll be time for souvenirs when we get on the road. Not my job to buy them souvenirs when they get out there, TJ. That's their job. Well, that's this their is job. a gift from Dad to get the vacation started. Uh, Clearwater Sooner says, My day was completely thrown yesterday. Came into the office and turned on the ref, and you guys weren't there for me. In the future, if you could plan your vacation for Saturday and Sundays only, that would be great. Why were we off yesterday? 
um, the generosity of our uh, wonderful bosses. All right. They wanted people to be able to enjoy Monday night without having to worry about getting up and working Tuesday morning. So you and me. They were worried about you and me. Because nobody else gets up on the morning. Everybody else sleeps in. True, true. Well, they know they know I don't party. So basically they were worried about you. Worried about you being in I don't a know state what they were worried about. It was just something that she said, hey, we're we're gonna have the fifth off too. And who who was I to argue that, you know? Yeah. So, that was great. Yeah. Thank you very much, boss. Appreciate it. Uh, Toby, does the OU base does OU baseball hire a new assistant or does Reggie move into that position, David and Norman would like to know? I mean, my assumption is what everybody's assumption is that Reggie will move into that spot and they will either move uh uh, Britt Bonneau back to the volunteer assistant spot or bring in somebody else. But, I mean, that all hinges on whether Reggie wants that or not. You know, there's, there's a difference between being the volunteer coach and being a full-time assistant as far as, you know, the recruiting responsibilities, time in the office, everything that goes with it. So, it could be that Reggie's really happy in the role he's in right now. I don't know. I haven't talked to him about this. It could be that Reggie loves living on the ranch and being the the volunteer assistant, and that's all he needs. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe he wants to have the full-time job and dreams of being a head coach somewhere someday. So I think you're right. I think they'll just move Reggie up. Maybe they already have, but I haven't seen an announcement. I think they'll just move Reggie up and make him now the full-time assistant. And um, and it's as easy as that. But I don't know. You know, I, I he's got a good life. So maybe he doesn't want to rock the boat. Yeah, and you would think that, you know, financially he's probably been pretty smart and secure, secure there. So it's not – no, I don't know. I don't know what his uh, end goal is. Mm-hmm. There's something to just being around the game, being completely happy, and still not having quite the responsibilities that are put on you as a full-time assistant. So, yeah, you, you he was right. the first base coach of the New York Yankees mm-hmm. and gave that up. Right. So, being an assistant college coach is probably not his end-all, be-all. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe he wants to, but maybe he really enjoyed last year being the volunteer assistant and you know i'm not i'm not saying he was only there when he wants to be there but there's a little less constraint to that and all that kind of stuff so it's a good question i think yes i think you'll just see reggie move up and and become the full-time assistant but there is a little question mark there in my brain i'll tell you this as much as i was around the team the last month in arlington and gainesville and blacksburg and omaha He's a grinder, man. He was many times up with his cup of coffee not long after our show started, sitting in the near vicinity, watching film, taking notes. Um, I mean, he works at it. He really, I mean, he knows everything about every hitter, tendencies of all the pitchers. I mean, he, it was not a, I'm just going to show up at the ballpark and wing this. This is only college baseball. Right. I mean, he is a, I was in there in, in his pregame pep talk that he gave to the team before uh, one of the games in Omaha. 
It's electric. I mean, the, the dude is, was 110% in. I hate it when people say that. He was 100% in on every pitch of this team this year, which would lead me to think, yeah, he's not. This wasn't just a, hey, I'll do something on the side kind of a thing. That's not the feel you get if you're around Reggie. Like, he is highly, highly competitive and was very much into everything. So I think he'll probably be the new guy. Uh, last one here. We'll get to break so we can get Parker in here. Free vehicles and mowers? I can't believe T-Row paid for his grill. Does he have a swim shirt endorsement? I'm Bob from Cement. I tried to not pay for my grill. It just didn't go very well for me. <laughs> you were throwing out a lot of hints, <laughs> putting out a lot of uh, different polls on Twitter and everything. Was, so you were you were I trying. Ro- yeah, I tried. I was rocking the swim shirt on the 4th of July. Um, pretty good. Looked pretty good. No endorsement there. We'll take a break. Back after this. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, let's talk some crouton. Parker Thune is our guy here at The Ref. Does a great job. You hear him every day with the steel man. He's also killing it on 247 Sports. Good morning, Parker. How are you today? I'm well, Toby. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Do you have a good holiday weekend, man? Did you get some uh, good food and some rest? I did. I tell you what, my old college roommate had his bachelor party over the holiday weekend. So oh, I boy. spent three days up in Kansas City with some of my best friends in the world. No complaints here. Enough said. Enough said. No more details, please. It's enough. <laughs> um, all right, let's start here. Uh, tell us about Phil. Tell us about the uh, guy the Sooners uh, landed over the weekend. Yeah, so Phil Pichotti is a guy that I expect to be a four-star when all is said and done. You know, most folks look at the 24-7 sports composite, and they, they see three stars. And most people who don't bother to watch the tape just stop there. And for whatever reason, there seems to be this nagging complaint among the more cynical fans across Sooner Nation that Oklahoma is suddenly becoming three-star U under Brent Venables. Well, you turn on the tape and you really watch the type of football that Phil Pichotti plays, uh, that is a guy that has all the makings of a star linebacker at the next level. Uh, it hails from Percasey, Pennsylvania. The Sooners haven't signed a player from the state of Pennsylvania since Jeff Vinson in 2009. So it's been a minute since they went up to that territory uh, and scored a talent out of that region. But in Phil Pichotti, what you get is just a stereotypical Brent Venables linebacker. Six foot three, two hundred and twenty five pounds is nasty. Nasty in the way that he plays the game. Hundred and forty four tackles as a junior. Just flies to the ball and man does he hit. So uh, this was uh, this is exactly the type of guy that you know you think about the great sooner linebackers of old under Brent Venables, Rocky Calmus, our own Teddy Lehman. Uh, Torrance Marshall, uh, I'm trying to think, you get into the later years. Uh, even more recently, a guy like Kenneth Murray. Guys that have all that size, they're well-defined from a muscular perspective, and they just close to the ball, uh, and they're not afraid to launch themselves in the ball carrier. That's the type of linebacker that Phil Pichotti is. And so 
Uh, Got to be real excited about he what about what he brings to the table uh, and what he can do in Brent Venable's defense. Was there a connection there up in Pennsylvania? That I mean, that's a you know obviously outside the normal recruiting area. So what was the connection there that led him to OU? <laughs> there, there really wasn't a connection. Toby, just wanted to play for Brent Venables. It, yeah, well, this this is what makes it all the more impressive. Is uh, Phil had actually visited Oklahoma twice under the old staff, and the expectation was always kind of that he would stay home and play for Penn State. But after Venables took the job. It just made Oklahoma all the more attractive to him. He visited a couple more times. Penn State didn't even make his top four. And uh, once everybody kind of figured out, okay, Penn State isn't going to be the spot for Phil, uh, Oklahoma became the odds-on favorite to land him. And lo and behold, July 4th, he commits to Oklahoma, and, and he's pledged number three at the linebacker position in this class for the Sooners. Boy, that is a name. For a Penn State linebacker, isn't it? I mean, that is. Yeah, sure. Uh, I love it. I love it. Okay, they did. The other news on July fourth was that uh, Micah Tease uh, committed to Arkansas. Surprise? Not a surprise to you? Was this? Is this hurt or uh, what's your feeling about it? Uh, it was not a surprise to me, Toby. And here's why: he and the Sooner staff had kind of been at odds for quite some time. Uh, Tease preferred to play wide receiver, and the Oklahoma staff wanted him at defensive back. And so it was the type of thing where uh, the Oklahoma coaches said, you know, if you want to come here and play DB, then we'd be happy to have you. But if you want to play wide receiver, then this probably isn't going to be the spot for you. And so there were other options on the table that Micah Tease prioritized, uh, obviously with fellow Tulsa products, Luke and Dylan has also committed to Arkansas earlier in the cycle. Uh, they began to kind of push tease in that regard and uh, kind of make him aware that Arkansas could be a viable option for him. And so uh, the Razorback coaching staff did a fantastic job pursuing him. And, yeah, he ends up going up to Fayetteville. But to answer your question, Toby, no, this wasn't a shock. I don't think Mike at He's visited Oklahoma more recently than late December, early January. It had been quite a while since he got down to campus. So uh, it's it's just one of those things. I know that there are a lot of folks that will be upset with it because Oklahoma's supposed to get all the Oklahoma kids, right? But mm-hmm. uh, he was just at odds with the staff. It's, it's one of those things about the world of recruiting that you see every now and again where a guy's got the capacity to play both sides and play them well. Uh, certain staff wants him on one particular side, and he favors the other side. So uh, just was never really a fit with the new staff at Oklahoma. Things just didn't mesh. What's going to happen here in a couple, I guess it's tomorrow, right, with the uh, community Christian kid? Uh, yeah, so by Job, uh, Norman Community Christian uh, is going to be choosing between Oklahoma, Alabama, and Michigan State. I don't expect Oklahoma to be the pick right now, and much like Micah Tease, that isn't going to be a tremendous shock, just because By Job isn't originally an Okie. He's from Senegal, Africa, originally. He's only been in the state of Oklahoma a couple years, so OU has never had that same pull, has never had that same allure to a guy like him as it does to most other kids that grow up their entire lives in the state of Oklahoma 
and always dream of playing ball for the Sooners. You think of somebody like Ethan Downs, right? That's your uh, stereotypical Oklahoma kid. That's just never been by Job. And so I do expect it to be Michigan State or Alabama, and it looks like Michigan State has the juice in that recruiting race right now. But uh, I, I do not expect OU to be where by Job ends up at the end of the day. Okay, well, we need some good news here, Parker. Um, so <laughs> what is on the horizon here in the month of July? What do you expect to unfold for Brent Venables and the Sooners here? Yeah, I tell you what, uh, I think at this point, anywhere from six to eight commitments this month is actually a pretty conservative expectation. Uh, I think the fireworks kick off today, actually. You've got four-star top 50 national prospect, Jaquay's Petaway, wide receiver, out of Houston, Texas, one of the fastest players in this entire recruiting cycle, going to be deciding between Oklahoma and Texas. Right now, I favor the Sooners in that one. There we uh, go. I'm going to be up in Lee. Yeah, I'll be up in Lee's Summit, Missouri, on Friday for the announcement from four-star offensive lineman Caden Green, another top 100 national player. Uh, he's been a heavy Oklahoma lean for a long, long time, and I expect Bill right. Beaton and the All Sooners right. to land him. And yeah, then you're getting me excited, week, Parker. What else you yeah, got for me? Yeah. See, there you go. Next week you look ahead and you got an announcement on the calendar for one week from tomorrow, July 14th, for four-star running back Dalen Smothers out of North Carolina. He'll be choosing between OU, Alabama, Florida State, and North Carolina State. And I expect OU to be the pick there as well. So within the next week or so, I think you're looking at, at minimum, three commitments from very high-profile players. Does he have a brother? (laughs) <laughs> Steely asks me that all the time, too. Ah, that gummit. Um, that's unfortunate. All right, so that's good. That's on the horizon. Some good news. Um, I hear a lot. You know, I don't, I don't follow the world of recruiting like you do, certainly. Neither one of us do, TJ or I. But you hear some, you know, general Twitter panic out there right now. Uh, what what do you say to that? Like, I know this is uh, Brent Venables is doing it different than Lincoln did, and the timelines are different and all that kind of stuff. What is your hunch as to how this class is coming together and where it's going to end up? Should we be panicking right now or not? No, there shouldn't be panic. And I think the reason for that is that Oklahoma is going to have a top 10 class at the end of the day. That's my expectation. And Mm. you look at some of the uncommitted targets that are still out on the board and that are very much favoring Oklahoma. I tell you what, you can circle July 28th because that's going to be a huge day where we find out uh, just how quickly Todd Bates has settled into his new environment as a recruiter in Oklahoma because he got four-star defensive lineman Derek LeBlanc, another top 100 guy going to be deciding that day between Oklahoma, Florida, and Penn State. So it's guys like him. It's guys like Petaway later today. It's guys like Caden Green where uh, you talk about Jacoby Johnson, another four-star guy from just up the road in Mustang, Oklahoma. It's those types of guys where if Oklahoma can close on them and everything right now suggests that they're in position to do so, you're going to see this class take a huge jump in the coming days. And I think by this time next month, most of that panic will have abated. I got a lot of influence in Mustang. Let me know if you – my name's on the water tower there and everything, so let me know if you need me to help uh, seal the deal on any of this, Brent. You're out there listening right now. Um, all right, so you're projecting a top ten class in the end for Brent Venables, 2022. Yeah, or 23, I guess it would be. Yeah. 
All right, very good. TJ, any more questions for uh, Parker before we let him go? No, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I was uh, sitting that back listening like to all the uh, information, yeah. Thank you, Parker. Have a good show today, bud. Hey, what time's Appreciate the announcement today, by the way? Uh, that's a great question. There's no time that's been set. So I was told to expect right. it in the afternoon slash evening, so it should be later in the day. Okay, thanks, Parker. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Take care. Steelman and Thune coming up at noon again today. You can hear the latest from Parker on uh, on everything you just heard right there. He'll be on from noon till 3, actually. Noon to 2 with Steelman. Is Steelman back from no, vacation? He's still on vacation, so Parker will be, uh, I think Connor will be in with him today. So, How about some of the photos he's been putting out the last few days? He's been uh, been bragging for a from guy the, that uh, acted like he didn't want to go to the Bahamas for the last few weeks. <laughs> I've got to go to the Bahamas on vacation. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So shake it off. We they, they they landed Phil, and we got some more exciting things on the horizon right there. We'll be back. T Row and TJ, they cold. This is the T Row in the morning show. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour of the T Row in the morning show. The eight ninety nine listing fee. That's it. Put the rest of that money in your pocket. Ask Terry how he does it. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. The transfer portal will screw up the hot dog eating contest next. Yeah, boy. Oh, no. Where would he uh, transfer to, do you think? Joey Chestnut. I don't know. I don't know, but it's probably right. The transfer portal screwing everything up. Speaking of the portal, if Blake Robertson somehow gets drafted, do you think Max comes back out of the portal? Seems like Max was a higher upside. Thoughts? No. I do not think Max McGuire will come back out of the portal. (laughs) Could be wrong, but that's my guess. You're asking me my opinion. I think Max McGuire is going to play elsewhere. And I do think Blake Blake Robertson will get drafted. It's just a matter of how high probably. Mm Mm-hmm. With conferences adding teams to strengthen themselves, how come we never hear anything about someone like Vandy, Mississippi State, Indiana, Illinois getting dropped? Why should they be grandfathered in? We might as well go all the way in with it. Well, I don't know if it was you or Drake I was talking about this with last week. I mean, that's that's the next ultimate brutal step in this thing. The, the texter's right. I don't know if it'll ever happen because the brutality of that with age-old relationships, it's going to have to be done by the TV markets, like, I mean, the TV networks. Like, we're going to have to get to a point where the conferences aren't deciding who's in their conferences anymore or the TV networks or, or the Grand Pooh Bar, whatever we establish here, is deciding who's in this. And at that point, you might see some of those teams fall to the wayside. But the idea of the SEC getting together and saying, you know what, it, would be, it wouldn't be too hard with Missouri, right? I mean, they, they don't only know those guys for a minute. But to cut out some schools that they just don't want anymore who have been with them for decades. I mean, that would be just the ultimate brutal. So I don't think it's going to happen until and if 
this is in somebody else's hands other than the conferences. Get what I'm saying there? Like if if ESPN and Fox or or whatever we design to decide what the 64 teams are that are in this or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. on down, wh- whoever that is, then then maybe it happens. But as long as this is in the hands of the conferences, I don't think the Big Ten has it in them to turn to Northwestern and say, see ya. Now maybe Rutgers, the, Rutgers is like <laughs> Missouri. Rutgers has been around for a day and a half. They, they may not have a – but. Some of these long-established relationships, I don't know if they'll do that to them. Uh, this texter says, if uh, if I were USC, I think I'd create a USC-Ohio campus that had a dorm, some classrooms, and a football practice facility. I mean... You'd still be going back and right? forth because in this, you'll still have home games at USC, so that, that would be... I mean, you'd have to have your schedule fall out where you were going to play two or three of those teams on the road okay. several weeks in a row, which yeah, would yeah. be weird. And it's much and it's much nicer in California, right? But okay, but like the idea of having a place where you wouldn't have to go all the way back home is not a bad idea. That's not a terrible idea, no. Like, let's say you've got two straight road games. I don't know if they do that to them or not, but let, probably right at some point. A place in the Big Ten footprint that you could be your Big Ten base camp, you know, wherever that is. We're, instead of going all the way back to California, we're going to um, go to our uh, USC Ohio campus or Michigan or Pennsylvania or wherever it is, and we're going to practice there for the week before we uh, – that's not that's a terrible even, idea. It's even a bigger direction towards NFL light, though. Yeah, that's right. Goodness. Uh, according to Sooners Wire, John Wilner, who broke the realignment news, Lincoln Riley didn't know about the Big Ten move, this texter says. Or I yeah, guess John I, Wilner I, it says. Doesn't, it, it doesn't sound like to me John Wilner knows what he's talking about. I don't think he can be trusted. <laughs> but I think he's probably right. I mean, he probably didn't know. No, I don't, I don't think, think did. I don't think USC knew, so I don't think there's any way that – I mean, not that – there aren't things being percolating all the time, you know, but I don't know. Someday we'll make a movie out of all this, right? Top of the hour, we've got OTD coming up, plus more of your text messages back after this.